Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Talking About Rock, sponsored by School of Rock North Buffalo. We're there making tomorrow's musicians today. Also, our shows are available on all the streaming platforms, Spotify, iTunes, iHeart, Amazon, and many others, wherever you get your podcasts. And you can check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel so we can continue to bring you our great interviews. And congratulations to Ozzy Osbourne on his four Grammy nominations for patient number nine. Well-deserved. Andrew Watt, Jeff Beck, Tony Iommi, Zach Wilde, Mike McCready, and everyone else involved. Just a fantastic album. Today we have for you, Thrash Metal Rockers from Northeast Tennessee, Halo Scars. Formed in 2018 by guitarist Jason Honecker, they began playing shows until the pandemic put the world on hold. And in 2021, with their new lead vocalist, Colby Delf, and bassist Daniel Lawson, they got to work. And in 2022, they released their EP, Remnants of Decay. We chat with them about this and their musical roots next on Talking About Rock. We have with us Jason, Colby, and Daniel from Halo Scars. Hey, welcome to the shows, guys. How's it going? Hey, it's going good. How are you? Hey, hey good, good. I'm glad to have you guys with us. You know, we got three on today. That's that's great. Uh, so I guess I guess we'll start with you, Jason, because this this was your project to start out with, right? Yes. And um, I was reading that you guys describe your music as in-your-face metal. So tell us a little bit about that, a little bit about putting this together. I got you. Um, it started in around 2018. Um, the previous bass player and I were in a separate band. Um, things just weren't meshing very well. So I just started writing different material. And I looked at him. I was like, hey, you want to come in with me on this? So uh, we started this project. And um, I had about six tracks already written before. I brought the previous bass player into it. Um, and I wanted it to just kind of be no real limits, uh, just whatever we felt at the time. I mean, if, if it was death metal, we wrote death metal riffs. If it was gent, if it was thrash, just whatever we felt. And um, that's so kind of the same. So it didn't, the songwriting process didn't start as like thrash heavy. It was kind of, you guys were kind of just going through some different styles at first? Is that what I'm hearing? Um, we kind of just wanted to write whatever we felt was good um, because each of us had, um, you know, coming from backgrounds of like Cannibal Corpse, Nile, uh, Byzantine, Kill Switch Engage. We had so many different styles of metal that we listened to. We said, why, why just stay in one little space? And then we got... Uh... Daniel joined as your bass player for the band, right? He replaced your previous bass player. So tell us how it was, Daniel, joining the band on, as on bass, and uh, maybe tell us some uh, who your influences are for you. Uh, I grew up listening to a lot of uh, uh, Linkin Park, uh, Three Days Grace. That's what uh, was big when I was growing up, and that's kind of what got me into music. And then eventually I got into bands like, you know, of Moss and Men, you know, that, hardcore kind of stuff and then um 
eventually I started listening to a little bit heavier stuff like Dolly Murder, stuff would, like that. Who would you so, say like really influences your sound? Do you have a couple people that you say really influences what you do? Uh, I, I mean, in my mind, of my and Man is a band I really like. I really like their sound. As far as their music goes, it's something that really, I think, inspires me. Excellent, excellent. Okay, so, so Colby, so let's go to you. So since joining the band, what do, what do you feel describes the band's like live experience best? Because because the music is tried, described as in your face metal. Is 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 that the same feel for the live experience? Would you say being the singer? Oh yes. Um, you know one thing about us, and I've said this. I've always been more of the musician than was the vocalist. The vocal thing is always is a brand new thing for me but ever since i was a kid um you know going to shows seeing multiple different genres of bands um one thing that always stands stood out to me would always be like the intro of the band coming out and then what they did from there in the build right, up. right. And setting the stage what I've seen like, bands yeah. That, yeah setting the stage and i always said that if i was ever a, a front man of a band or join the band, or, or whatever I would do. Um, you know, it doesn't matter if somebody's going to pay five bucks to get into a show or, you know, 30 bucks for a ticket or something like that. You know, from small to large, it doesn't matter how big or small the crowd is, they're going to get a show as if we were playing an arena. And that's something I stick by, and I try to, well, I shouldn't say I, but us as a band do every single show. Um, and I mean, it's it's fun. It's a lot of fun. I know if nobody else is having fun, I'm having fun. I know the other guys are having fun. And well, I know I'd I know the audience like to do a show the way that, that I like. Yeah, the audiences appreciate that when you, when you guys bring your A game. I mean, any band you you have to realize that you're putting on a live experience. You know, it's not just you know they're not just going to hear the music, right? They're going to experience your show exactly how you said. You know, and I know all the audiences yeah, really and, appreciate that. And a lot of people really don't think that when they're up there playing their songs a lot of times, you know, but you, you can definitely tell the me, ones that like, do. And for me, like, I like, when I go to a show, I like seeing the bands interact. Like, I don't care if they're in perfect pitch. I don't care if they're in perfect time. Like, when they're interacting, that's, that w that's what makes the show better. So, you know, we did a show back in august and there was these little kids that were there and it was their first show and they were having fun well you know yeah that was a good crowd that was there but you know we had those kids there it's like let's do let's make this even better for these kids and you know they loved it and i don't care how much money you can throw at us i don't care what it is but that stuff right there is what it's all about yep the live experience yeah seeing seeing younger people get into that live experience something we were missing on so many couple years you know and I guess yeah. that's what put this project on hold for you guys, right, Jason? So during the yeah. pandemic, you kind of you kind of started this, and I, and you were probably kept on writing. I'm assuming through it, right? And then kind of had to wait, right? Yes. Um, like everybody else in every other band, once the pandemic hit, um, all all shows were taken off the calendar. Um, there was hardly no place that would let you in to play whatsoever, just because of the the restrictions. So. Um, that really that was a kick in the gut um, right right and that's the whole reason we started this podcast here talking about rock just to let every people know about the different bands the different venues that are around and to go out and support these folks especially you know everything was closed down 
nobody had gigs, right? I mean, it was just terrible for a while. It was. Um, there was just a very few shows of uh, just a few venues that um, we would still go out and play at. And uh, we were one of the few bands during that time period that was still yet kind of picking up and going where we could. Um, so the shows were a little bit different because there were so few people in the venues. Um, most okay. of it was digital at that time. Right. A lot of people and, were doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it kind of really did change how we played. Um, Colby, for example, was talking about being in your face and things. It's one of the things that I kind of related back to is um, one of the best front men we ever had was, or one of the best front men there were, David Lee Roth. Um, he was a showman. That's, oh, that's extreme, extreme showman, yes. And he would do anything to just get the crowd into it. I mean, in very little things he would have to do would just get the crowd just whipped up. Right. And that's one of the cool things about Colby is that when he hits the stage, he may be on the stage just for a few minutes. And then, you know, I look down, I'm playing guitar, I look back up, he's missing off the stage and he's in the crowd somewhere, you know, so it's. Um, yeah, thriving off that energy, giving off that energy yeah. and feeding back from from the from the crowd. That's what it's all about. Definitely. You can, that's what definitely the live experience is, is, is why it's, you know, unmatched. So I wanted to talk a little bit about the EP, and we want to check out a track from it in a minute. But tell us about the track for uh, Lord of Hate. How did that come about? Um, Lord of Hate was written during the pandemic. Um, everything was, again, everything was taken off the calendar. We were frustrated. Um, I was working a job at the time at the hospital where I would basically work a week, and then I was off a week. And so I was just stuck at home during those days because you couldn't go out and do anything. Right, um, right. I remember those days. Yeah. <laughs> I was finding all yeah. kinds of interesting uh, things to keep myself occupied. Yes. <laughs> so I was um I would just sit for like hours at a time just listening to all of this different music and just I was writing riff after riff after riff and um this things it just progressed it's like one riff the uh, intro riff is what I, I started out with and um again I'm, I'm a huge fan of Byzantine and Lamb of God and um it just had that style feel um it just had that kind of that bite and, yeah it definitely uh, definitely does yeah so many uh, so many artists have, have said that I mean there was good and bad about the pandemic some of some folks it really gave them time to be creative you know, other folks were like, I got projects ready to come out. When can, when can we release this stuff? And then, you know, the floodgates opened and, you know, everybody's touring and all kinds of albums coming out like crazy. So, so good and bad, you know, knock on wood, we're, we're through that, you know, but I really like the track. So I want to take a quick break here and want to check out the video for Lord of Hate. We'll be right back here with Halo and Scars on Talking About Rock. So this is the last one. I want you to give me all of your fucking energy. I'll be honest with you, this song drains me. It fucking drains me. Give me some fucking dick, Just roll with that 
Jason City, thank you very much. Make some noise for Jason Honecker on the guitar. Make some noise for John on the bass. And make some noise for JP. Come meet us at the merch table. Thank you very much and thank you for coming out. All right, we're back here on Talking About Rock. Just checked out the uh, video for Lord of Fate. Pretty cool stuff, guys. And looks like we have uh, Keg now joining us on the show. Hey, man, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you? Great, great. So we were just talking uh, to the rest of the guys here a little about some of their influences, about some of the writing that's, that's gone on with this. Uh, maybe can you tell us uh, some of your influences uh, yourself? Lord, um, there's a lot. Um kind of old school and kind of new school um with my honestly the way i play um a lot of it comes from like chris turner from ocean state alaska i love that guy he's an amazing drummer he's got a very weird style of, of drumming um kind of the same with uh, matt griner from august burn dread i take a lot from those two drummers uh kind of from the old school perspective a lot of john bonham love him he's a legend Yes, um, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Neil Peart from Rush. Oh, amazing. Great yes. Influence. Yes. Um, those are just a few, honestly. I mean, I could probably keep going, but those are those are some of the main kind of old school, new school drummers that I kind of like to follow and kind of keep up with. Very cool, very cool. Yeah, definitely John Bonham, the icon, and Neil Peart also, just amazing drummer, you know, lyricist. I, I don't know how they're going to put Rush back together. If they're going to, there's rumors that they're going to they're going to have uh, somebody step in, maybe do like a tribute show for him or something like that. I think Mark Portner yeah. from Dream Theater might might hop in, but we'll we'll see what they can do. But uh, yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely, uh, that's missed uh, big time in the world of rock for sure. Oh, but yeah. um, let's go back to you for a moment, uh, Jason. Want to talk to you a little bit more? So I always kind of like to feel out the different guitars and kind of see what they what they like and what their little toys are so what what guitars do you usually like or what effects or do you, do you not go a lot of facts or and do you do pedal or rack i know a lot of people are back to pedal now yeah actually um i'm pretty stripped down as as simple as it get um i use an angle savage um and it's got enough gain on tap that i don't even have to use overdrive pedals um, it's just a brutal amp. Uh, currently, um, the two guitars that I use most, I've got an Ormsby um, GTI. Um, that is just absolutely amazing. And I also use a Schechter Jeff Loomis signature. Um, other than that, the as far as effects go, it's just a very simple uh, noise gate. Uh, I use a Strymon digital delay and a blue sky. That's really, that's it. Nice, nice. And and for the recording, did you do that in, in a studio? I'm assuming you guys probably did it in a home studio, maybe, or you shared files. I know a lot of people are doing that, too. Actually, we um, we were at um, a studio that is local, um, Asylum Studios, and Alex, the uh, engineer that worked with us, he was really, really amazing. Um and it was it was your basic process as, as you would expect go in lay down some some scratch tracks keegan went in laid the drums from there and we just stacked it and stacked it so cool cool so are you 
are you going to be putting together an album coming out after this or or what can we expect next i'm not i'm not sure if you're going to add anything to this you're just keeping this ep i'm thinking right and then come out with a another uh project um or another actually, product yes we um toward the end of the year um colby's already got us locked in for another recording session um he's been writing um uh, tons and tons of lyrics uh so we've got total we've got um six other songs that we're kind of looking at coming on board we are going to do another release just um a one song toward the end of this year um so i think it's settled on a track that we're calling crownless king is that is that what you've got set up colby we're gonna do uh crowns king yeah and i mean all the lyrics are definitely mesh so great with the music too it's it's such a great job i really like it and i look forward to what you guys are doing next um you. do you have some uh Thank dates coming up that you're going to be playing i think i think i saw one or two shows maybe that you guys got booked um let's see i know let's see let's see the 27th of november we got possibly got one. We're still waiting to hear everything with that one. But I know for sure December 17th, uh, we're going to be in Knoxville at the Open Chord with uh, Summoner Circle, um, Belfast Six Pack, and Blood Butcher. Um, that's going to be a fun show. Uh, from what I can tell with the event page, it, uh, it looks like it's going to be pretty uh, pretty popular. It's going yeah. to be a wild night. Yeah, that sounds that sounds pretty excellent for sure. Very cool, very cool. We're really, really like the stuff you we, guys are doing got, so far. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, we uh, we got some stuff that's uh, that's in the works. We got we got some pretty big announcements for 2020. So we can't release just yet. Oh, you can't you can't but share can't share with our yet. audience just yet. I can't I can't get you to give a no. little hint on anything or nothing yet. I wish I wish we could, but um, okay. I understand. I understand. Yeah, you just look at the smile on my face. <laughs> it's it, it's big. <laughs> so that means everybody's got to stay tuned. And if they want to get updates for you folks, where Jason, where should they check you out? Should they check you out on Facebook or website, or what should they do? Yeah, they can hit us up on all the um, social media platforms. Halo Scars, just search us out. Um, we've got you know WhatsApp, um, email. Any way that they want to touch base, they can touch base, and it's all available on each platform has the information for that. And um, I know all the uh, tracks are available on Spotify. They're also available on the other streaming services as well. Yes, yes, it's it's released out. Uh, we went through DistroKid, and so it's it's pushed out through all services. Excellent, excellent. Well, I really appreciate you guys taking the time, stopping in and chatting with us. Like I said, I really like the EP. It's it's really, it's definitely in your face metal for sure. It, it sounds great. You know, keep on going with that. You know, hopefully I'll hear more from you guys. Maybe you can keep me in the loop on what's happening. That would be very cool. Very good. We will. Thank you very much. Cool, cool. All right. And if you folks out there want to know more about us, you have questions or comments, please feel free to email us at talkingaboutrock at gmail.com. You can like us and follow us on Facebook. Instagram and Twitter. And for this interview, it will be dropping to YouTube for the video, but also for audio with all the streaming services coming very soon. Guys, again, thank you so much for being with us tonight. Thank you. Thank you.